0: John 21 verses 1 to 14 Jesus and the miraculous catch of fish Afterward, Jesus appears again to his disciples by the Sea of Galilee It happened this way Simon Peter, Thomas, also known as Didymus Nathaniel from Cana in Galilee The sons of Zebedee and two other disciples were together I'm going out to fish, Simon Peter told them And they said, we'll go with you. So they went out and got into the boat. But that night they caught nothing. Early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore. But the disciples did not realize that it was Jesus. He called out to them, friends, haven't you any fish? No, they answered. He said, throw your net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. When they did, they were unable to haul the net in because of the large number of fish. Then the disciple, whom Jesus loved, said to Peter, "'It is the Lord!' As soon as Simon Peter heard him say, "'It is the Lord,' he wrapped his outer garment around him, for he had taken it off, and jumped into the water. The other disciples followed in the boat, towing the net full of fish, for they were not far from the shore.' about a hundred yards. When they landed, they saw a fire of burning coals there with fish on it and some bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish you have just caught. So Simon Peter climbed back into the boat and dragged the net ashore. It was full of large fish, 153, but even with so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, Come and have breakfast. None of the disciples dared ask him, Who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Jesus came, took the bread, and gave it to them, and did the same with the fish. This was now the third time Jesus appeared to his disciples after he was raised from the dead.
1: We'll do it this way then. I'll do this. There we go. Um, maybe that's a sign because I my, I feel like um, coming up here in a way we've already had the message this morning. I sort of feel like uh, God's already really been powerfully speaking to us, um, and uh, so I'm going to try and keep it very short because I don't. I also yeah. Anyway, just a few things I think I will reflect on this passage. But um, what a powerful morning we've already had about uh, about what it means to follow Jesus, even in difficult times. The, we're picking up on this series, Ambassadors, uh, and, uh, uh, as the, we go on from Easter. The reality is that um, Easter was a moment in time. It, was an, it came after an incredibly emotional, um, period in the life of the disciples. Uh, they had been with Jesus for three years and, and everything sort of came to a head as, uh, as, as Holy Week came about. Of course, they didn't know it was Holy Week right then. They just thought they were getting ready for the Passover. But as all of the energy and emotion and turmoil of, of Holy Week happened and the passion of Jesus, uh, we know as we celebrated here a few weeks ago, Easter Sunday morning, it all sort of turned on its head as as. Jesus, a risen Jesus, encountered his disciples. But it didn't just sort of stop there. It, it actually carried on for a whole season. For 40 days, Jesus would appear over and over again to his disciples, and they would encounter him uh, in, in different ways and at different times. Um, but that moment of Easter Sunday morning was just a moment in time, but it didn't fully... They didn't fully understand what was going on. They were still reeling from this news that Jesus had died and was now risen from the dead. And and today we pick up with this, uh, this third time that Jesus appears to his disciples. And I don't know about you, but there are so many times in our lives when we need to be strengthened. We need to be encouraged. We need to sort of find some courage, something to, to kind of keep going. And we need to be refreshed. And, and, and that's in, in sort of exactly what's happening to the disciples today. And uh, I just want to sort of quickly look at five sort of things that they were refreshed, that they were strengthened in, in, in this encounter they had with Jesus. They didn't know what to do. They, they, Peter and, and, and at least the other six that were with him seven of them they, after, after encountering the risen Christ they had somehow made it their way back to Peter's hometown and they were back out by the, by the Sea of Galilee and, and it's there that one night they're sitting at dinner and, and Peter just sort of says to, the, to those at dinner he said I think I'm going to go fish tonight why? because it's all I know to do I don't know what else to do I mean, yeah, Jesus rose, but we're sort of waiting. We're sort of in limbo. What, what do we do next? So I'm just going to go fishing. And then the other said, Let's, we'll go with you. Why not? We didn't have plans tonight. Eurovision's not on. There's no football or nothing, you know. And so they went out and, uh, and, and went fishing. And, and it's here in this, at the end of a long night, that they have this encounter. I think the first way that we see Jesus strengthening them as his appearance. As I said a minute ago, they they sort of were a bit on their own, still sort of overcoming all that it had and trying to make sense of it. And all of a sudden, Jesus appears to them. He's standing on the sea. He's stand, I mean, standing on the shore as they've been out there. That had to have been sort of one of those moments as soon as they recognized, as John recognized, it's Jesus that's calling out to us. There had to be something within them that goes, oh, thank goodness, we've seen him again. It wasn't, we weren't just imagining all those things that happened. We weren't, that, that stuff is real, and, and he's here again with us. And oh, that must have felt good. Refreshing to know it's Jesus again. Well, the second um, piece is not just his presence, his appearance, but, but Jesus gives them a really clear instruction. Have you ever been in one of those moments where you just don't know what to do? You just don't even know what it is that you're supposed to be up to and what you're supposed to be doing, and, and, and that's what's led them out to be fishing all night long, very unfruitful, unsuccessful fishing trip. If you've, ever been a, if you've ever gone fishing, there's nothing more discouraging than not catching anything. And Jesus just calls out to them and just gives them a really clear instruction. Put the net on the right side of the boat. It doesn't get any clearer than that, does it? Put the net on the right side of the boat. Sometimes it's just so incredibly strengthening to know this is the next thing to do, and it's really simple. So they do that. They throw the net. And as they throw the net, um, I don't need this anymore. Cast the microphone to the right side. As they throw the net, then there's this incredible, incredible catch 153 fish they bring in through this catch. It doesn't say this, but um, I wonder if the disciples at this moment were also in all of the figuring out all the things, all the turmoil that they've been going through, have been wondering, well, with Jesus gone, how do we make a living again? You know, 153 fish is more than just what you need for dinner, (laughs) That's money in the bank, isn't it? That means you go to the market the next day and you take 153 big fish into the market and that means you can go sell those fish and all of a sudden it's provision. That's the real deal. That's another piece of the strength that they have. Well... There's a real practical thing that is uh, in this passage as well, because this might remind you of an earlier time, actually, the very first time or early in, in when Jesus called uh, Peter to be a follower of his, a disciple of his, that he was out fishing again, and he had had a night where he had not caught anything, and, and Jesus had said, come on, let's get in the boat and let's go out fishing, and J- Peter's like, we didn't catch anything all night, might be a recurring theme for Peter, isn't it? And, uh, and, and so Jesus says, no, come on out. And they, they catch this big haul. And as they're hauling it in, the nets were actually breaking on them. They couldn't haul in the load. And the nets themselves started to tear. But this time, this time it says that the nets, despite how big the load was, beside how big the catch was, the nets this time held. There was actually physical strength going on in a way to, to hold all that they had caught that night it was it was real tangible sort of sort of thing well, well the last way that they were strengthened was that and i just love this part after a long night fishing after not just the time of discouragement and not catching anything and then this incredible wave of this huge huge haul of fish when jesus they encounter him on the shore jesus is already sitting there with a fire and fish. <laughs> Forget about that 153 you brought in. I already had some. I didn't even need your fish. And we've got some bread here and all that. Where did Jesus' fish come from? That's my big question. When I get to heaven, Jesus, where did the fish come from? And he says, like, I don't need your fish. I've already got what you need ready. You need, you need a good breakfast, you need some kippers come have some kippers. (laughs) Jesus gives them, literally feeds them the meal that they need that morning. All week long as I've been going through and thinking about this passage, There's, there's one passage later on that Peter, I think, out of this understanding and this relationship with Jesus and his time with Jesus and his knowing that he's been called to follow after him. Peter says this in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. He says about God's power, he says, His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. I just want to say to you this morning... wherever you feel you may need to be strengthened, wherever it is today that you might feel you need encouragement, wherever it is that you might feel that there is lack, wherever it is that you might feel that there you need direction, wherever it feels like right now things are just being pulled apart around you and it just feels like they want to break. Maybe it is that you've sort of know, sort of like Easter Sunday morning, I know I've had an encounter with Jesus and I know that very real things have happened, but today it's just like I feel distant and I feel away and I just wish I could have an encounter again. I think Peter's words in 2 Peter 1 should just ring to us that he, by his divine power, has given us everything we need. God, by his divine power, has given us everything we need. He has given it to us. He is giving it to us today. And he will give it to us in the future. So many times we we sing songs and we cry out more. Lord, I need more. (laughs) Uh, We do need to cry out for more because there's always more things that God wants to do in us. But I just want to say today... He's already given you what you need. The more that we need is not because we actually don't already have what we need. You have what you need. He's given it to you. He's given you what you need today to live a godly life. And I hope that word strengthens you wherever you find yourself today. Whatever situation you're in, you know, this, this series is called Ambassadors. It's sort of the the word we're using from uh, Paul's description and says that we're ambassadors of Christ Jesus. And that idea is that as disciples, as followers of Jesus, that we have a purpose and part of the purpose that we have is to be people that carry the message of Jesus, that are in a foreign place, in front of a foreign government, and a foreign state, but that we are representing our sovereign in that place, that we're carrying forth the message of the sovereign that we represent to the world around us. And wherever you find yourself today, you are an ambassador of Jesus Christ if you know him and follow him. And as his ambassador, he has given you everything you need to carry his message, to be faithful, to live the life that he's called you to lead. The disciples were reeling. They were still trying to figure it out they would have 40 days where they would have encounters over and over with Jesus. Over and again, Jesus would show up and be appearing and do another piece of work in their life and do another piece of work in their life and another sense of reassurance and another sense, moment of clarity with them all the way through for 40 days until finally he meets them on the Mount of, where he goes and ascends back into heaven, Ascension Day, which we were talking about earlier in the prayer about prayer. And he ascended and he left them and he gave them another clear instruction, wait in Jerusalem. And 10 days later, the Holy Spirit came. Every moment they had what they needed. So be strengthened today. Be encouraged wherever you find yourself today and know that God is with you. You are his ambassador and he will strengthen you and he will see you through and he will give you encounters over and over again with him that you can be faithful in what he's called you to do. Amen.